Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Imogen Ragone, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware, and she's also a website designer. Uh, Imogen works with a wide variety of students, um, and she is also specialized uh, in working with women in the workplace or women in business um, using Alexander Technique principles to to help them deal with this situation that they sometimes find themselves in. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. But first, uh, Imogen, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Very pleased to be here. Well, it's it's always a pleasure. We've done many, many podcasts over the years. Uh, this, uh, before we get to our topic, could you give our listeners a brief description of the Alexander Technique? Sure. So you could say that the Alexander Technique is um, a method or a process for um, learning how to let go of um, those patterns, tension patterns, movement patterns, even the way we think, thought patterns that are, um, I guess, interfering with how we um, function, um, how we perform the activities of our lives. So, um, so really, it's it's a process of of letting go of those things that are not serving us. Right, um, right. And uh, your, um, your target audience or our tar- target audience for this podcast is, is women in business. And uh, you've made the point uh, several, several places that there are some specific challenges that women face that are uh, a little different from their male colleagues. Could you could you say a little about that? Sure. And, you know, just to be clear, everything we're talking about could apply to men and women, but there are um, some sort of general um, conditions that are more um, likely to affect women um, than men. Um, that could make it specifically helpful <laughs> um, for those. So, um, uh, so women, I think, often take on um, a lot of extra, what you might term unpaid work or work that's not at work or in your business mm-hmm. um, in terms of uh, kind of organizing home, family, children, parents, you know, being a caregiver in various ways, um, which, you know, is not exclusive to women by any means, but is much, much more commonly um, uh, the role of a lot of women and the reality for them and you know and they may have a full-time job they may be running their business full-time um, but they'll still often take the lion's share um, of that kind of extra workload um, and kind of be the one managing organizationally um, house home children business mm-hmm. um, so right, they've got right. 
you know, um, and it can really kind of spin into a lot of stress and overwhelm. Right. And I think it, it there is kind of a, a, an assumption still today that women are going to be the primary caregivers uh, right. in the home. And that, you know, um, that typically uh, means a lot of extra work. It does. <laughs> <laughs> from what I can see, um, yeah. definitely yeah, ex- your, extra from work. From your privileged position, huh? Absolutely, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, so, but yes, yes, you're right. And, you know, and there are a lot of, of men nowadays that um, that share the workload, but maybe it's still not quite 50-50. Right. Let's let's like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, that's a that's a fair statement. And in addition to just the sheer amount of outside of formal work work that women often have to do, there is the whole question of women who are working in environments that are somewhat male dominated. I know that your uh, personal hero uh, Cheryl Sandberg, who's the COO of Facebook, I believe that's right. the right term, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, has written a book. I think the, is the title "Leaning In" or something like it, that. It, the, the title is "Lean In," and there is a, a subtitle, but the the title is "Lean In." Right now, she's you know a very highly placed executive in an industry, a Silicon Valley, uh, where um, I think women are particularly underrepresented at higher levels of management. And the term lean Probably in... Probably at all levels in that industry, actually. Well, could be, yeah. I mean, and, and who, you know, it is definitely a male-dominated area. And, and when she talks about lean in, could you maybe uh, elaborate a little on that phrase for anyone who's not familiar with it? Yes, um, I actually, you know, because I've been thinking about this phrase and sort of I know what I sense it means, but I actually looked it up so to make, see how um, it is being described um, in in this context. And, you know, this was this context for Lean In it was coined by Sheryl Sandberg mm-hmm. and it's to encourage women to embrace challenge and risk in the workplace or is associated with you know being more assertive and more move toward a leading rather than a following role mm-hmm. um, she tells a story in the book about um, uh, two women who had been invited to a meeting who were rightfully there they were invited because they were expert in their areas but they chose to um, not even sit at the table, the sort of hang back and sit, even when they were invited. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a metaphor is like you to for actually coming to the table, being part of the discussion, um, being kind of positive, leaning into your role. I think it comes from a sports term, mm-hmm. probably an American American sport that I might not be too um, familiar with. I'm not sure, but um, right. it's kind of, yeah. But that's um, that that's sort of a holding back pattern that, that yeah, might exist. So and I think also, in addition to the holding back of not sitting at uh, sitting at, literally at the table i think there's a kind of an internal 
leaning in that would be helpful often. That is, I think women are kind of sometimes trained to be, posturally trained to be a little bit in a subservient mode. Would you agree with that? Yeah, from what I've um, come across and read about and um, that um, some kind of typical assertive postures are very masculine, really, you know, mm-hmm. um, man-spreading. Up a, man-spreading, taking up a lot of space. And right. that's not really, you see women with their legs crossed and their, you know, their hands together and maybe pulling their shoulders in a little bit. Um, I mean, of course, you can do all those things without being in a very contracted state. And that's the lovely thing about the Alexander technique, because you can learn to do that, whatever posture, mm-hmm. physical position that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's it's um, it's very interesting, and we're doing these things unconsciously, and we're picking up cues from others, um, and we may be sending nonverbal cues that we don't intend, simply because we're kind of following a societal norm in how we're you know, using our body. Um, or or, so or our voice, or voice as well, right? Or our voice. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. Yeah. women, you know, and again, I'm just emphasizing this is completely generalizations because I'm sure we all know assertive men. I mean, assertive women and men who are very shy and, <laughs> um, you know, so it's, it, it's, we are dealing with kind of uh, generalizations, but there are definitely trends and statistics that, that show this is more, you know, prevalent um, for right. women and men. Um, and so those, as- those postural aspects or speech aspects, those would be exactly the kinds of things that Alexander, the Alexander technique could help with. Absolutely. I mean, as you know, I mean, the Alexander technique was born out of our founder's um, own voice problem. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, um, it, it can help in so many ways, but voice is sort of right at the heart of, of the uh, origins of the technique. Right, exactly. But now, in addition to um, those, what I guess we could say sort of uh, special challenges faced by women uh, in business, there are some some challenges that they share uh, perhaps equally with men that are worth talking about. For example... Uh, sitting at a computer for long long periods of time, uh, which, right? Or using uh, uh, their smartphones a lot, yeah. which which has gained a lot of uh, press lately. The term "text neck" has now entered mm-hmm. our vocabulary thanks to that. Um, and the, and those the kind of patterns. Well, maybe say a little bit about those patterns and how. Uh, or those traps almost, and how the Alexander Technique can help with that. Well, I do think the Alexander Technique is actually brilliant for helping us dealing deal with, you know, the work that we have to do with the, con- at the computer or in, with other technology, our phones and such. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this affects um, a large proportion of the professional population, not just women. But 
for women in business, which is my particular interest, women like me who maybe work at home, have their own business, um, I think the way that um, it's easy to get when you're at the computer, which is sort of getting hunched over, slouched down, sucked into that screen, mm-hmm. um, that's all playing into the postures and the body language that we were talking about earlier that's contracted and making ourselves smaller. So it's actually feeding maybe into patterns that are more commonly associated um, with women than men even. I'm just kind of coming up with this on the spot. I made that connection. Um, mm-hmm. But it since we had that conversation um just a minute or two ago, it seemed to make sense. Um, But uh, aside from that, I mean, we can get tense, we can even get in pain from long hours working in, in you know, not using our body in a a very natural or healthy way uh, unconsciously. And the Alexander Technique just gives us tools to help us be aware of ourselves in the moment while we're doing it. um, learning to let go of tension and release into a kind of natural uprightness, which is what is beautiful about the way the Alexander Technique approaches posture. It's it's not about a set position. It's actually about letting go, as I said in the beginning, letting go of the tensions that are uh, literally pulling us out of shape mm-hmm. so that, mm-hmm. that we can take up our full... Um, own height, our own stature, if you like. Right, and, but I think um, for for uh, 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 a woman listening to this podcast, there might be the thought, you know, um, I, I'm I'm working ten ten twelve hours a day. I've got family to look after. I don't have time to learn mm-hmm. a new thing. Um, maybe you could address the time requirements for using the Alexander Technique because they are actually fairly minimal. Well, absolutely. Um, and I actually did want to come to the um, topic of self-care and this this, this ties right in um, that you could say that the Alexander Technique is a form of self-care in the moment. It's a way of... Um, paying attention to ourselves consciously in the moment in whatever we are doing now. So Mm -hmm. I am sitting at my computer, as we were just talking about, and I was talking to you using my voice. And um, I can be aware of myself or take, I don't know what you would call like micro pauses to just to notice and maybe um, give myself a different way of thinking about something that would just help me just in a split second to change things so that I'm maybe not getting sucked into that computer screen. I'm not getting too tight. I'm right. staying open and centered and, you know, more right. free. Um, so that's that's the beautiful thing that it, it needn't take but a split second of attention, you know, at any one moment. It's with us as we're doing thing, you know, doing whatever we're doing in our life. So that's one aspect. And Um, and we should say that the the ability to, as it were, intervene in in the moment uh, is a skill that um, 
which is ba- a, a skill that Alexander t- teachers teach. Right. And so there is a learning process, mm-hmm. um, like any skill, and you tend your lesson or session so that will be you Mm -hmm. know a little bit of time out of your schedule Mm -hmm. but I absolutely strongly believe that the better we take care of ourselves the more energy the more productive the more clarity of thinking we'll have for everything else that we are doing and so putting in a little time ahead Mm-hmm. is is like um, money in the bank in our in our sort of energetic resources um, um, right. and and there are also some lovely self-care practices that are associated with the te- technique which um, the the main one is constructive rest which we have talked about and even that, could be just five ten minutes a day and it's it's a way of lying down in a in a very supported way and you know you bring your your awareness in the ways that we've mentioned and that you would learn about in your lessons mm-hmm. um, and again i i don't think it's 10 minutes when you're not working it's actually 10 minutes that you're investing in being more productive, more energized, refreshed, um, letting go of tension that could be leading you into pain, all sorts of things. It's it, it's really like an investment in yourself. Right. And I think most people who actually explore using constructive rest um, w- would say that it's well, well worth the time you spend right. doing it. And- now, realistically, we, we'd have to say that that's pro- for most in most workplaces, that's not going to be possible. Uh, they're not going to look. You mean to actually lie down? To actually lie yeah. down. Um, there are some alternative little um, uh, processes that you've um, well, been writing came- about. The power the yeah. power pause. Yes, I came up with this idea of the power pause. And the idea is that we don't even need to take 10, 15, 20 minutes. I mean, 20 minutes is often kind of considered the kind of ideal amount of time to do constructive rest. If you're lying down, it allows the, um, is it the spinal fluid to kind of plump up the discs and there's all sorts of nice things. Um, However, um, it's it's really false to think, oh, well, I don't have 20 minutes, so I shouldn't do anything. <laughs> so my idea was that if you have five minutes, and I think I think everyone could find five minutes, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that you could um, use that time and you could use it lying down if you're in a situation where that's a possibility for you. Mm-hmm. But you could also... Um, be sitting at your desk and I actually created a little audio to help people who may be not familiar with Alexander thinking Mm -hmm. to have some little ways of guiding your attention and your awareness and your thought patterns as you do it Um, so um, So again it's a little fresher right and that's something you can do that no one needs to know you're doing it. No, you can and, just pop uh, your headphones so, in, right? You know, yep. pop your headphones in right at your desk. Exactly. Five minutes. Exactly. You know. So, in that that uh, that um, audio uh, that you've done is available from your website, which we will include. Um, right. 
uh, with the with this interview. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we come to a close? Um, I think maybe the only thing I'd like to add, because I just started it this week, is that I have a new Facebook group called the Body Intelligence Community. Um, Body Intelligence is the name of my business and my, I guess, approach to the Alexander Technique. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got a, a focus on self-care this month, which ties just right in. And it's, you know, anyone can can join if you're interested. And it's the idea is it's to support each other um, with these self-care um goals and challenges right and and you you'll be able to do that from your website right right or you could just search on facebook search uh, body intelligence community right okay Mm -hmm. so uh this is probably a good place to end our our conversation Uh, my, my guest today has been imogen ragone who teaches the alexander technique uh, in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, in person. And she also, uh, for anyone who doesn't live in Wilmington, uh, she also teaches using Skype. And uh, she's also a, a web designer. Uh, I'll put a link to her website by the interview. I'll also put a, a link to a website that will tell you more about the Alexander Technique, pretty much answer any specific question about it you might have and will also enable you to find an Alexander teacher anywhere in the world. Imogen, thank you so much for this. Oh, you're welcome.